Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that his younger brother? It's gonna be Jeff. The cream rise to the top for oh, you. Yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 280 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff, and joining us tonight, the man with the greatest comedy album of 2018, live from Parts Unknown, Marty DeRosa. Marty, how you been, man? Hello, boys. It is always a pleasure to be here. I'm doing, uh, I'm doing okay. And you know what's great is it seems like it's once a year we sit down with you because we actually sat and talked to you about those little mini wrestling figures about actually right before the pandemic all hit. That's right. Yeah, that's wild. I sent them to you and and they just said, yeah, that that was yeah, that was like a year ago. That's wild. Jeff didn't end up keeping those figures, did he? No, no, he actually sent them back. I'm I'm that's one thing, too. After you guys uh, had that episode, eBay got wiped out. So that's awesome. I don't know if it was the uh, the Toon Brother bump or what, but eBay got wiped out. So uh, I guess that made my collection more valuable. I'm not a I'm not a big like completist or collection guy, but that is the one thing I do have. So pretty cool. There's your retirement fund. Yeah. (laughs) By the way, do you have a one of twenty five Jack's classic Ric Flair? Uh, I do not. And if I did, I probably would have like popped its head off and done some weird stuff to it that collectors would have hated. (laughs) <laughs> that's what i've been doing recently i just like kit all i do is and i'm I'm like learning all my terminology i just kit bash i just pop heads off of old like ruthless aggression <laughs> and deluxe aggression figures sometimes i heat them up and i swap the boots and arms and stuff and it's just like i just have like a fun little old school 80s kind of territory i put together <laughs> you're like a dr frankenstein over there decapitating and <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, my brother called me a toy destroyer. So <laughs> I, uh, I am just living up to that old that old moniker. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, joining us is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Um, actually, I want to go back to Marty. Marty, I, you know what? I went back and listened to your album again when you thank you when you reached out to us because i had downloaded it and of course i listened to it sporadically on shuffle you know a joke will pop up here and there but i want everybody to go and download that album live from parts unknown it's still one of my favorite comedy albums and i can't get enough of it so great job on that album again oh thanks so much i appreciate it yeah everybody listen and i'll get another an extra uh half a cent from itunes for each listen so <laughs> they're so generous let's get those numbers up baby i got to uh, buy some old figs on ebay late at night <laughs> <laughs> and i i don't mean to kind of be a mark i i am a mark for comedians but who is some comedians you looked up to before you jumped into the world of comedy um i was i mean i like it, it's kind of like wrestling where I just was like watching anything. I'd watch it all. I'd watch the good, the bad. Um, but I remember, like, I always tell people this, like, Andrew Dice Clay, mm-hmm. I would rent the video, the audio, the cassette tape from the library. I'd listen to that. Eddie Murphy videos, uh, or VHS cassettes I would watch. Um, but, like, when I started, um, 
when I started listening to like when Comedy Central became huge and I would hear like just like all the alternative comics that were, you know, just big back in the day, like the Mitch Hedbergs and, yep. you know, uh, just like so many guys like that. I was just so, so into and it was so such a different um, it was such a different like type of com- comedy that I was so into. Mm-hmm. So present company excluded uh mitch hedberg is yes. my uh, one of my favorite comedians of all time if oh, not my favorite good taste good taste and yeah, he's who's your favorite who's number one uh, it, well you are but <laughs> oh come on come on this is good i needed this <laughs> <laughs> well uh, i loved mitch but i'm still pissed at mitch that unfortunately he's passed away that we'll never get any more comedy from him and that still makes me so mad because he was just he had the rocket ship to his back yeah, it's I mean, that was just one of those and if you if you can uh get the Mitch Hedberg uh Comedy Central presents DVD cuz it has um a lot of bonus features and he did like one recording. He did like an early show and a late show and the early one it just was bad and like I think the the directors like like over the mic you hear like over the god mic like oh let's let's take that joke again and the crowd (laughs) is just like what is this it was so bizarre (laughs) highly recommend it but you know what's funny is that was one of the best comedy central comedy little stand-ups ever produced yep it's one of the all-time greats like i think that zach galifianakis is special yes uh zach galifianakis's comedy central presents is another cool um, if you notice, he comes out and he was wearing like all these clothes and throughout his act, he would take off like he had like three jackets on. He had a scarf on and a hat on. Mm-hmm. And the reason he did that is because he didn't want Comedy Central to edit it any certain way, because sometimes what they would do is they would move jokes around if they thought, you know, they knew better than the comic. And he was like, no, 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 this is how it should go. So the way he did it, they literally could not do it. Otherwise, it would be like a huge continuity flub and people watching would be like why does he have a code on now and he didn't then and it's like he he just foolproofed it where they couldn't mess with it that's oh, brilliant that's, that is brilliant yep well marty uh why don't you get your plugs out of the way uh just marty and sarah love wrestling uh every friday wherever you get your podcasts and uh we're just uh talking about aew double or nothing this week and it's uh, uh we do a little uh, wrestling confession segment on our show and we have our friend of the show, Colt Cabana, on to uh, tell us about his new show. So it's a, a fun little episode. Oh, nice, nice. And you still have your buddies coming on, of course. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> uh, AEW Don will be there and uh, a few <laughs> others. I always look forward to uh, Kyle. I got to admit, that's my favorite. Yes, Kyle the choir, the choir boy, yep. the sweetest boy in town. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was laughing because... Um, you know, we have a a, a a a character or a friend on our podcast named Nathan, who's kind of your stereotypical like the you know the 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 guy who wants to be a wrestling journalist and all that stuff. Yep. And I I have just been like going down this this rabbit hole on on YouTube about uh, action figure collecting, non wrestling. I'm get, I'm getting into like these videos about GI Joes and and star wars up you know figures and all this stuff and it, it is just like wrestling where it's like you know you got your Meltzers and then you got your nathans and you got everything in between and uh it's it's really been interesting to uh it's really interesting when i watch and the guys are like big whether it's like gi joe or star wars or transformers and then they're like and there's wrestling and you can kind of tell like who's a wrestling fan and who's not they're just kind of like 
you know, they'll be like, well, these these new AEW figures, like they look cool. I don't know who these guys are, but they look cool, you know, or the or the same with the the WWE figures. Anyone can get any of our shirts from Pro Wrestling Tees or WinnerManeuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Opposable, Instagram, Fully Opposable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean or just hit us up on FullyOpposablePodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes, of course. And you can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to WFP at gmail.com. I think we're going to skip toy spotting this week because, Marty, you reached out to us. You have a, a friend of yours, I guess we could say, that yes, works yes. works at a big box distributor store. Um, yes. So you have actually been talking to him about distribution. Yeah. So he had no idea that uh, you, you can say he works at Target. No one's going to know who he, is. he works at Target. <laughs> and I was watching all these videos and especially um, for the for the G.I. Joe, they you know, these are like impossible to find. And people are making these videos about how they're convinced that, uh, you know, Target managers are stealing all these and selling them on eBay or employees and everything. And there have been videos where they like caught employees doing shady stuff, too. So it's like it's wild. And I had noticed that they were one of the videos I watched one day was like targets finally just like no more of the playing cards. And I asked my buddy, I'm like, oh, my God, I never asked you about this. Like, what is all the like the deal with like the action figures and the playing cards and stuff? And he's just like, oh, my God, like, where do where do I even begin? And it was so interesting to hear his like point of view on all this stuff and you know, how the employees look at the, at collectors and everything. So it was like really eye opening. So I messaged you guys and I was like, let's get him on the podcast. He said he would. And then he was kind of like, yeah, I thought about it. I can't do this. Like, I don't want to <laughs> put my job at risk or anything. But I mean, I, I asked him so many questions and, you know, it is it is really just like interesting how um, it's more so these G.I. Joes than anything. But there's other stuff, too, where there's just a, a group of collectors um, or scalpers or a combo of both who are like spending the night they're 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 figuring out who these vendors are and following them from their cars um you know some are nice but some are just like he said that there was one lady who worked there and she was so happy to hear about the the situation with the playing cards how they weren't going to carry them anymore because she said every friday she had a panic attack before she came into work because she didn't want to deal with getting like yelled at by some of these collectors or scalpers that would come in so i can imagine it's wild yeah so now did your buddy ever take any verbal abuse or anything like that no he would be he it was more you know he's the he's a uh, like a pretty high up manager so he's not really like you know behind the counter taking you know taking some of that abuse i guess so <laughs> but there have been times where he would come he would be the guy who comes in and he's just like you know, I've kicked, we've kicked people out of stores. We've banned people. We've had to call the police. Um, Cause I was telling him how there was that shooting and he's like, I don't doubt it. Like there was a shooting outside, a, I think a, a target in Milwaukee and then one on the East coast or on the West coast somewhere, I think in California. And he's like, I don't doubt it. He's like, it's just like insane. Like the, the, the people are yelling at each other. There's people who know ways around the system and people are hiding stuff and all this. And he's just like, if you only knew how little, these figures and cards meant in the grand scheme of things like he's like it's no wonder why they just were like just get rid of them you know because it's like they have ways of seeing how much stuff people buy there 
and they have a way of seeing like, okay, like these playing cards, people are just coming in and purchasing this playing card. So if you're not also getting some groceries and you're also getting, you know, some, oh, I got to get a shirt. I got a, you know, I got a wedding. Oh, I better go get a, you know, a dress shirt or something like that. Or I got to go get some shampoo and I got to get some groceries. Like if it's, if it's an item that isn't one of those, they're just kind of like, well, whatever, we'll just get rid of it. So that's, that's what's happening. And, you know, the guys were coming in and literally just buying because they would have limits. So, like, a guy would bring in, like, three of his buddies, and they'd each buy one pack of a trading card, you know, a line of a trading card. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, they're not worth the hassle. And he was saying how, with all the action figures, um, and this was, like, this was kind of interesting news to me, where he's just like, I make so much more money, or the store or whatever makes so much more money off of, like, those, like, LOL dolls. He's like, we make so much more money than those figures. Those figures you, you're talking about, we make, like, a dollar off of them. So... It's kind of interesting because I'm like, why doesn't it look like Toys R Us when we were kids? He's like, <laughs> because it's just that doesn't help us. So it was interesting. Oh, that's an interesting point. I didn't realize how yeah. much how little they made off of those figures. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know exactly, but the way he made it sound like they're just you know making like a buck a figure, but I could be wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's just really interesting that when he put it in the grand scheme of things like that, because I mean. You know, we all think the stuff we like is the most important stuff in the world because it is to us, you know? Yeah. And it's like, we, you, you, I always would think, and it's like, you know, a lot of the guys, whether it's, uh, you know, the trouble finding the, you know, G.I. Joe's. And I was one, you know, the Vader figure was the one where I was like, I really want this. And I, I just bought it off eBay right away. I probably paid about 10, 15 bucks extra. And, you know, like I heard you guys saying last week, you know, like, oh, I found three of them. And I was like, yeah, that's OK. You know, I didn't drive around. But are there are there Mattel figures that are like impossible to find? Um, I wouldn't say impossible. It seems like figures are getting a little bit easier. The AEW figures were yeah. near impossible to find out here. See, I have I have yet to see an AEW figure in a store. Are you kidding me? I've never, but I mean, like, so I live in Chicago, so we have, like, those city targets, uh-huh. which only have, you know, one peg of WWE stuff, and they only do elites, so we have one peg of elites, and that's the other thing, too, that he was telling me is, like, these, and a lot of this, too, is also from watching some of the other, uh, you know, show, like, podcasts on, on YouTube or whatever uh, that I like to listen to, and some of them have guys who, who've worked in the industry, so they've got, like, the scoop. There's a a show I watch on YouTube called the infinity equation podcast. And one of the guys worked for Hasbro and Mattel and he breaks the stuff down, uh, real in a really interesting way. And he talks about like, ah, they wasted too much money on the packaging and they got too cute with the packaging and, you know, they cut corners on this or this, which is so fascinating to me as somebody who like, I just have such an appreciation for figures, but especially wrestling figures. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they talk about how target gets one box of figures and, it's on auto order. It's not like, well, we sold all out. Let's order more. It's like, no, that's what's there, you know, and they don't want peg warmers like we've seen, whether it's, you know, the Bobby Heenan's or the Tito Santana's or God, I went to a target the other day and they had the old Rusev in the, in the original, his original NXT gear. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a, there's an Alexa bliss too at the Walgreens over here that, I've it's been there since I can remember like it's I mean I think since the entirety of like me and Sarah dating that Alexa Bliss figure has been there oh, was it the one in the suit the awful Alexa no 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 no, no. oh think, it's an no, it's the elite it's, one 
It's the elite one where she's got the 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 women SmackDown title. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That's like Scott. Uh, what was it over at your Walgreens, Scott or Rite Aid? That they had an off the ropes Festus. Festus, yeah, forever. And then I was actually sad because every time I'd go in, I'd go in to see it. It was almost like visiting an old friend. And then one time I went in and he was gone. And I was like, oh, I should have just bought it. Like, I didn't know it would disappear. I, I figured it would just live there forever. But yeah, it eventually disappeared. Somebody eventually bought it. An off-the-ropes Festus. Imagine some kid is like, I like wrestling. And their aunt or uncle's like, okay, we'll get you something. And just like a last minute thing. They dip into a Walgreens and they're like, just grab that wrestling guy. And then they, they get to the party and the kid opens it up. And he's just like, I don't even know who this is. <laughs> Festus? Who the? Yeah, because that figure was on the, that peg for about six years, wasn't it, Scott? Yeah, and I think for a while it had a buddy on the pegs. Uh, there was a Carmella figure that sat there forever with it. And those were like the only two wrestling figures at Walgreens, Festus off the ropes and Carmella. And I went back one day and there sat Carmella, Festus was gone. And like Marty said, I think like an aunt and uncle or a grandma and grandpa went in. They're like, well, we got to get him a boy figure. Screw the girl figure. Just get him yep. this one and hand it to him. And happy birthday. And poor kid got stuck That's with a it. Festus. Now, Marty, did your friend over at the Target, did he ever witness any employees kind of maybe pulling some shady stuff or anything? No, I asked him about that, and he was like, he's like, I'm sure that that might happen. He's like, it's just really hard. He goes, I can't imagine. He goes, first of all, I can't imagine a manager, you know, he's like, we get paid pretty nice. I can't imagine a, a, um, a manager putting their, you know, their job on the line to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like, you know, he goes, I think employee he goes, if employees were trying to do it, it'd be very hard, you know? Um, but again, like he said, everywhere, you know, probably has some, some scheming and stuff going on. He's like, I'm, I don't doubt that. But like, he's just like this idea. Cause I sent him one video to watch and this, this one guy's kind of a, a wrestling figure conspiracy theorist. And he was just like. <laughs> I mean, he's like, I would just love to tell this guy, like, we really don't give a shit about your toys. Like, I'm so sorry. And I know that this is so important to you, but like, we don't give a shit about your toys. Like, we're more concerned with like how many apples we're selling in a day because we make money off of the more money off of those than your figures or something. So, but yeah, he was because I was asking him like, yeah, but there's got to be some or like, what if you loved, you know, like G.I. Joe or or wrestling figures and you were like, I got to have those. And he's like, yeah, he's like, my kids want stuff for Christmas. Christmas, but I can't just like, you know, okay, we got to get a switch. So I'm just going to like steal one or hide, put one in my office. till he's like, he's like, there's cameras everywhere. There's, you know, he's like, it's just, everything is, is like, you know, down to a, down to a science there as far as that goes. So he's just like nobody who's, you know, really in a position, uh, there that, that, you know, could do it. He's like, they're going to risk it for, you know, a, a $20 or a $10 figure. So did he ever go into the stories about the PS5 during the holiday times? Yeah, he I mean it's just like basically they're just like they don't want to be the store cuz he was saying like I hope Toys R Us opens up and I hope they figure out all these distribution problems or I hope someone else comes along because they don't want people waiting outside in a line because that makes, you know, the average, you know, mom or 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 grandma be like I'm not going in there today because he's yeah. like, I know there's people who know, like, I don't come to this place on Friday. And he goes, and then we just lost their business on a Friday to some other place. So 
mm-hmm. you know, if you look and you see a big line of people and they're fighting with each other or when they open the doors, they're just, you know, he's like, it was like a mini Black Friday every Friday, you know, like it was like these mini little Black Fridays where they're all running to the cards or running to the figures or, you know, bothering the the vendors who come like the NECA vendor comes in his car and uh, but the stuff's already there. So he doesn't have stuff on him, but they're, you know, or like employees are like, yeah, this guy followed me all day because, you know, he swore that his phone said there were going to be G.I. Joe's here. And I was just mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I don't know what to tell you. They're not here. And he's just like, you're keeping them for yourself. And she's like, I don't even know what you're talking. Like, I couldn't even go in the back and find what you're telling me that that I'm going to steal for myself. <laughs> it's, it's pretty wild. I noticed, though, because. I've been I normally I'm in I'm in the city here in Chicago, but I've been going out to uh, Indiana where I grew up to to visit a friend uh, and I've been stopping at uh, there's a target that I'll, you know, get some coffee or use the bathroom or something like that every once in a while. And I will always check the figures and because I just love I love looking at them. I've bought figures recently and I'll check them out a little bit and then they get shipped off to my friends kids like who love them but i there's certain figures i just i just had to see that darby allen figure mm-hmm. i just had to see like jungle boy and the vader figure and i look at them a little while and if i really like them i'll keep them on like my shelf or something like or buy them like my my stereo or something but most times i'm just like oh i'll just send them to you know uh one of my buddy's kids who has you know who can't find a darby allen it's like well let's solve that problem it's my favorite thing to do mm-hmm. um but yeah, it's it's it is just kind of a, an interesting time, and I I just went to the couple targets there, and um, the WWE figures seem pretty seem pretty like a pretty healthy selection. It's kind of that way out here as well. Um, you'll see some good stock on Elite. We've been seeing a lot of the AEW Series Three, especially Rio. Mm. Yeah, there's a reason for that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, now, do you think that's because it's a female figure or because it's a bad? female figure i think it's because it's a bad female figure a little from column a and a little from column b i don't know dude female figures do move though like if they're done well they do sell but then like i don't know like your average kid who likes wrestling walks up and sees that riho figure and they like recoil in fear like what the hell is that like (laughs) i don't want to take that home and put that in my wrestling ring well the i just i don't know how that makes its way to the shelf like i would love emails between you know like you know you you know you watch these like political documentaries and they dig up old emails of like you know who cares just just pass it through they won't notice or something like are there emails at jazzware of like hey this rio figures face is not really like up to par and oh it's fine these wrestling fans will buy anything like who knows i I just i think that was interesting Yeah, it's kind of scary. And to kind of echo what you said earlier, Marty, about not being able to find AEW figures, I have literally only seen on our pegs out here, while distribution is getting better in terms of AEW, I've only seen Riho and the Young Bucks. And those were all from, uh, what was that, Series 3, Jeff, I think? The Young Bucks, Redos, and Riho? That's all I've seen. I have seen no others at all. Uh, Somebody helped me get a Darby for my wife, and that's it. That's all I've seen in the line of AEW figures at all out here. Yeah, I think it's just very weird of like certain certain areas have him because my buddy, uh, he is out in Texas and he's just like, they're all here. What do you need? That was when I was like, get me a Darby and send it to me. And he's like, all right, no problem. I got one the other day for myself. I'll go get you one. And he's just like, yeah, it was still there. Like, that's crazy. He's like, I think I'm the only person in my town who, you know, who buys these AEW figures because they're always there. Now, have you started collecting the G.I. Joe classifieds, Marty? 
So I bought a couple and I just uh, sent them all to Sarah's nephews because they were just sitting in a drawer. Um, I think they're really cool. And I think like, man, I'm telling you, this would have been my like absolute favorite time to have been, you know, uh, you know, in my in my prime collecting and, and wrestling with my figures phase because you know, everything is like six inch now and heads can pop off and move over. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, my God, I couldn't even imagine. That's what I was thinking, like with the G.I. Joe's and everything. It's like there's this shortage and everybody wants them. And I, I was starting to wonder, like, well, how many would you buy if you could? Because everybody's talking about like troop building and they want to buy all the like Cobra Vipers or Cobra yeah. Soldiers and have like a 100 of them. And it's like, but like maybe the scarcity is the right thing because some of these people are just like. I don't want to see people getting credit card debt over figures, you know, and it's like if you've got the money, go crazy, buy all the figures you want. But, you know, I'd I'd hate to have somebody be like, well, I probably shouldn't. But like, oh, my God, there's 10 Cobra Vipers at this target. I got to buy them all. And and, (laughs) yeah, it's going to kill my credit card. But what are you going to do? Like the G.I. Joe figures are really because Scott, you collect the G.I. Joe figures, right? I'm all in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, What's been your favorite one so far? Oof. Uh, You know, I got to go Destro. Yeah, and you could either go the what? What do they call them? Profit director Destro with all the leopard. Profit on them. director or pimp or pimp daddy, <laughs> the, pimp daddy yeah, Destro is yeah. the like politically correct Destro. term. Yeah, um, or even you got that one. Yeah, or even the regular Destro. I loved both of those, but really all of them are outstanding. That new major blood that came out is just amazing. The Zartan figure is yeah. crazy good. It's like every one that comes out after is even better than the one before it. It's just it's it's so Absolutely. good. And unfortunately, with Target getting those exclusives, they're getting some big names. They got Firefly. Yeah. They got Beachhead. They've got the troop builders or the army builders like you were talking about. Yep. Those are bad names to make exclusives. Oh, so the guys, uh, there's a couple people I watch on YouTube. And uh, mess, you know, just DM me on Twitter if you want to know who, who what, what videos I'm watching. Sure. Um, but like when they say Cobra, a target exclusive, they all, they call it a target manager exclusive. <laughs> and, uh, what did you, what did you think of Firefly? I think that's the only one they missed on. Yeah. It's okay. They could have done better. I, I, I wasn't crazy about the head sculpt on it. And then the, yeah. it was lazy too. If you take the, the body, off, it, it's just that solid color underneath. It, yeah. So that was a little bit of a miss for me, especially because they're kind of charging a premium for these things. And you look at the rest of the figures in the line, you're like, man, how did you mess that up? But it's still Firefly. You still got to have it. Yeah. One of, one of the things that was really interesting is uh, there's a there's a, a guy named Bobby Valla who's going to come out with his own line of um, called Action Force. Yes. Which was an old th- that's what they called the G.I. Joe's in the UK. Yep. And he used to work for Hasbro and Mattel and he got let go. And one of his buddies was like, you should do that line you always wanted to do. And he found out that uh, Hasbro had let the trademark for um, Action Force go. So he grabbed it and he's coming out with his own line. He did a Kickstarter. It's like it's already huge. And uh, they're going to equip, you know, they're the same size as the G.I. Joe's. They share the same they could share the same weapons and everything. Yep. And he was talking about how he's like, you know, I just don't understand because. Hasbro owns the rights to G.I. Joe. They don't have to pay any extra, you know, movie rights or anything to any movie studios. And he's just like, I just don't understand how they're not like, you know, going all out. And But he, he thinks they don't like really believe in the product, which I which I, I don't know. I, I mean, it seems like they should know they have a hit by now. But he, he thinks that a lot of these 
uh, you know, com- whether it's Hasbro or whatever, they're just kind of like, man, I don't know if people really like these or how many they'd sell if they went crazy. And they're like, okay, you want them? It's going to be like Toys R Us back in the day where it's just a whole aisle of G.I. Joes and then nobody wants them. But people seem to want them. I think that Zartan was my favorite. It's outstanding. And, you know, I would actually echo what he said about them not really trusting the G.I. Joe brand because you can kind of tell it in the store distribution. And yeah. even online, they're selling out of pre-orders immediately. You would think if they really trusted in this brand, like that guy said, they'd be all in. They'd be going all out and just flooding the market with G.I. Joe. But given the scarcity yeah. of it, I I really don't think that they do believe in it. And even if you follow Hasbro Pulse and get their emails, they'll do uh, Fan Fridays for Transformers, Marvel Legends, yeah. and Star Wars all the time. And you maybe get one G.I. Joe Fan Friday every quarter. If you're lucky. Yeah, well, they tried they they tried to do a make good with the fans, and they put the the Viper and Firefly on there. It sold out instantly. Yeah, people didn't know about it. People that are members of the Pulse were like, "I didn't even know." Yep. And you know, they're just. I feel like you can only burn your fans so much. And it was interesting because you know it's kind of like when uh, you know Vince does a conference call and people are like. Why are you burying Adam Cole? And he's like, I don't want to talk about that right now. I want to talk about money. And they did, they did like a big, a big thing. And all the, you know, I guess people were getting pretty rowdy in the chat. And it was kind of, uh, you know, there were some, some fans that were just like, you know, vending, you know, v- uh, venting on these, on these employees or whatever. But also with that Snake Eyes movie, that worries me because, I mean, have you seen any real ads for that Snake Eyes movie? No, not at all. Mm-hmm. Aside it's, from like a, and, a few things and, from Hasbro on on like Facebook. Yeah, I haven't seen the figures in the the and it's like and the movie is kind of geared at adults, so I don't know why kids would buy the toys. Yep. And they were saying that if that flops, then 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 Hasbro might really pull back on the GI Joe, even though it, you know it seems like there's a, a demand for them. So. I don't know. To me, it's just like if I I couldn't imagine being a a, a super avid GI Joe collector and having this hard of a time because when I was collecting, you know, whether it was Hasbro's Galoobs or Jacks, there was always something to get. Yeah. Like I rarely yep. went there and was like, I have all of these. I mean, I'm a nut, so I'd always if you if there was like you know I always I always say to like you know I've told Brian Myers I'm like I bought your old Kurt Hawkins uh you know figure with the but the trunks like that, that ruthless aggression or the deluxe aggression. I'm like, I've probably bought more of those figures than anybody, you know, but I've also ripped your head off of all of them and made them into other figures. And he's like, wow, thank you very much. I really appreciate that. But I just can't imagine, you know, going to a Toys R Us back in the day with every intention of buying something and being like, nah, I'm good. Like there was always something you could get back Mm -hmm. in the day. Mm hmm. Now, have you gotten into the three and three quarter GI Joes or no? Okay, I don't. I f- I feel like I already did those. You know, like with the okay. six inch, I was like, I just gotta see these. Yeah. Um. And and I just had to see them. So when that for when those first ones came out, I ordered it. You know, and again, it's like yeah, it's late night. I'm I'm I probably shouldn't be on eBay or Amazon, and I'm just like, eh, <laughs> let me maybe order a couple things here. I've had a couple drinks, and I'm like, well, let me let me shoot over to Amazon and see what's shaking over there. And it's like. If I could, you know, get one of those figures for, you know, not a huge, you know, not a huge uh, increase in price or anything. Again, I just like to check them out and look at them. And then, you know, they just end up sitting in a drawer in a box and then I, I, I end up giving them away. But I just had to see them because I'm just such a huge G.I. Joe fan from back in the day. 
So do you think they're going to do vehicles? No, I don't think so because yeah. – I mean I think they'll do small vehicles because Agreed. what they, what they've been saying on a lot of these uh, shows I check out is just – it's just too expensive. Like I'm in my head thinking, oh my god, how big is the USS flag going to be? And it's like, <laughs> buddy, they're never going to make the USS flag. Like I think they'll make – because they were saying that um, they found like a scan the, – the barcode or something for – major blood and it's going to be a $40 figure so it'll probably have like the trouble bubble or like a little vehicle with them okay so you know i it's just like that's like the extent or maybe like a maybe like a hiss tank or a, or a jeep or something but i don't know like this is where and every time i come on here we we seem to talk about like why and it's and it's cool to see now that it is happening with like zombie sailor and stuff of like why aren't people making their own you know, figures that are the same size. And, right. you know, like, you know, I always was like, if I had the meat, cause like the one guy was saying like, he's like, well, I know, I know the, 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 the warehouses in China that, that can make these. And I know the people who you talk to and that's why he's doing his own line. And it's like, God, if I knew somebody, I would have had a referee, a ring announcer, a cameraman, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, it's just like WWE, you could make your wrestlers, AEW, make your wrestlers, but like, I'm going to make the the guy who's selling cotton candy figure, or I'm going to make the fans in the front row figure, you know, or just things like that, that just like you have to have. And a lot of these guys too, um, that I watch on these videos are big into figure photography. And there's some awesome wrestling figure photography, which I, I love. I follow all them on like Twitter and Instagram mm -hmm. and they're, they want just the civilians in the background. So if like a figure is kind of like, Oh, who's going to buy like, you know, there's like a new low key figure where he's in like a like a suit. And I'm like, that's an interesting figure. I don't know who how many people would be like dying to get that. But they're like, oh, I can't wait. That's going to be a background figure. So it's like really interesting how it's just like the the adult collector is just grabbing everything. And Sarah always laughs where we'll be watching and a guy will be talking and they're like, you know, you're going to get that new Vader figure. And he's like, oh, yeah, with that Vader figure, I got to get like four because I got to. I got to do one with the mask on, one with the mask off, one with the helmet on, one in the package for display, and yep. and one yep. I'm going to put away for later. And Sarah just goes, they're bleeding these boys dry. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, there's plenty on the pegs. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got to tell you a funny story. So uh, last year sometime, I can't remember which, but I'm on Target.com or Hasbro Pulse trying to get a figure. It was Pulse. It was Pulse. And... Now tell people at home you you pay to be a member of Hasbro Pulse, right? Well, you can. I mean, isn't it like a membership? Is it like a a membership club kind of? You can join that, and they give you discounts. I think on shipping and some products, and you get exclusives. Like if you belong okay. to Hasbro Pulse, that's how you were able to buy the Firefly and the Viper. Because what I what I hear a lot are guys they, they'll say I bought Firefly on Hasbro Pulse. But everybody I know found it in a store before I got it from Hasbro, which that seems like they should get it first. Right. Yes. Yeah. But I think it's the agreement with Target to where they can't because it's a Target exclusive. So they got it well after the fact. Like Target had had their run dried mm -hmm. out and then Hasbro Pulse got a batch of them. And those went to Hasbro Pulse members. Mm, okay. Yeah. And they were gone immediately, like you had said. Yeah. So I'm sitting here and I'm also working. So I'm. I'm at home. I've got two screens, two monitors, and I've got the laptop up on Hasbro Pulse. So I'm working and I'm also trying to pay attention to the computer. And I'm also getting blown up on text messages from Scott. And they're just rolling in second by second. It says, 
F this. I'm getting so ramped up over toys. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Why is it? <laughs> damn it. Why is the thing spinning? Shit. I've put my credit card in and it's still spinning. What the, yep. what the hell? I'm all ramped up again all over toy. <laughs> I'm getting text messages and now I'm dying. Yeah. Like Scott, all these guys feel your pain on these shows. Cause they're just like, I had, I had two Vipers and I had them in my cart and I was so excited. And as I'm putting in my credit card information, they just disappeared. Yeah. They vanish. Yep. It's so frustrating. I mean, it's so wild. I just, I don't know. Like I, I just, it's gotta be so frustrating to just be like, I just want to buy these things. I want to give you my money. Yes. Just, I, you know, and, and I know we went through a pandemic and, you know, if we, Sarah and I always joke around if something's not on, which so it was on the, the boat that got stuck, you know, like <laughs> it's just, it's a, a perfect storm of all this stuff. But now I'm starting to see, you know, again, I was at a couple targets and it's like a lot of WWE stuff, decent amount of He-Man stuff. You know, it's like the same old stuff that I'm sure that, you and all your listeners can just like close your eyes and just walk down that target aisle and see the empty spaces and see what is there. What's always usually there. Yep. Have you gone into the He-Man toys at all? I bought, uh, let's see. I bought He-Man. Um, that's it. And then I, 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 I gave that, I sent that off to, uh, to Sarah's nephews. Um, super cool. I, I could see myself because with the interchangeability of those figures like that is like I really appreciate how with the AEW figures and especially with the He-Man and the WWE, the Masters of the WWE Universe figures, how you can just pop everything off and switch up stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that is like so fun. That would have been oh, I would have like if those Remco's could have done that back in the day. Oh, oh, baby. Uh, Oh, baby. I would have been living. I would have been living my best little boy life. (laughs) No Castle Grayskull, Marty. Uh, I I watched some videos. I watched a couple unboxing videos of that Castle Grayskull. And that's one of those where if I had, you know, obviously I have no we live in a, a, you know, a one bedroom apartment in Chicago. So there's no space. Um, But have I if I had like a house. You know, I'm at my buddy's house the other day and I'm looking around and I'm like, uh, that room right there, that would be my my office and I would have a whole bunch of stuff. And one of the things I've always wanted to do is like get a Castle Grayskull, whether it's like an old one or a new one, and just, you know, just paint it and make it look real cool. Like that's yeah. something that would be a project that I would just love to do one day. And um, yeah, the new Castle Grayskull and stuff, it's great because all these videos I watch and stuff, it's like. The makers are are like guys like us who just got happened to get into that world and you know they were artistic enough and figured out how to get into that world and it's like I mean if the three of us were working on a toy line uh, a wrestling line it would be you know I I think we would we would absolutely do our best to make it you know the best toy line for the stuff that people like us are into you know and absolutely. and that's what's cool too where it's like you know, my buddy was saying with the the toys that make all the money are the are the toys for for kids, especially you know babies and toddlers. Mm-hmm. He's like, those are that's where we make our money off of those toys. So it's like, you know, I know that if if there's like a a toy maker and that's their specialty, you know, they don't they don't care that we aren't like, well, you know. Uh, you know, Ric Flair always had an RF on the side of his boots. They're just like, I don't care. I'm making this toy for a for a child to put in its mouth. I don't care. 
<laughs> well, now wrestling figure collectors are looking for those AEW one of well, which is now one of three thousand, one of five thousand. They'll crack open the case and they'll be like, "Okay, is the Rio one of oh one of five? I have even a better. I have an even better story. Sure, these maniacs bring scales to weigh like the Pokemon cards because <laughs> the special Pokemon cards are like metal and they weigh more. Oh wow! Yeah, so they're they're treating this like you know like the the. You know, like a, a Ocean's Eleven. They're bringing in scales, and I imagine, like, you know, Matrix music is playing in their head while they're weighing these cards to see, okay, this one's a little heavier, so I'll take this one. And they're just like, whatever, dude. Wow. You know, I actually saw my first video of people flooding a Walmart for Pokemon cards. I, yeah. I have never seen anything. It was like piranhas swarming prey. <laughs> and the only thing I can equate it to that I've seen before was the hysteria with the Cabbage Patch Kids in the 80s. Like, people literally yeah. just swarming to one location, and that's where they are, and they're loading their carts, like literally grabbing as many as they can, throwing it into their sure. cart, and just plowing over whoever's in their way to get to the register. It was insane, that video that I saw. <laughs> I mean, how many great videos were we robbed of because the technology didn't exist? Like, imagine if people had iPhones during that Cabbage Patch craze. Yes. Of how many, like, how many Karens we would see fighting each other in a in a <laughs> Toys R Us parking lot? Like we were robbed of some of the greatest, like you know, just eighties eighties moms fighting over Cabbage Patch Kids or like the original Nintendo. Yes, oh. shoulder pads flying everywhere. It would have been great. <laughs> Wearing like a, a kitten hang in their sweatshirt, fighting another, <laughs> like bashing another mom's head against a, a Buick Skylark. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so I got one to throw at you guys, and this kind of came to me yesterday. I was sitting working, and just thinking about how crazy the nostalgia boom has been with those toys that we love and grew up with in the 80s. You know, virtual reality is a real big thing right now, and a lot of kids are getting into it. Just spitballing, and I don't know anybody that makes virtual reality games, but it's almost impossible to go back and collect everything from Mask and G.I. Joe and He-Man and Star Wars and wrestling how cool would it be if those things got put into a virtual world where you could walk into a quote-unquote toys r us Mm. go down the aisle just like it was in the 80s you've got so much money in your wallet you go in you buy what you want but the stock refreshes in a few weeks to have new items oh you kind of get money in your wallet every time you go to get more money, you have to do things like go back to your room, build a shelf, <laughs> put toys on it, and on the TV, yeah. you have to put on an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or yeah. you have to watch a G.I. Joe cartoon. Or better yet, you use like those ROMs and you have to play a level of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the Nintendo. And that oh, gets God. you more money to go back to the toy store to buy more toys because then you can go back and you can start fleshing out your room with shelves and cabinets and cases. Better yet, when it comes to G.I. Joe and vehicles, you can unbox them and build them and then start hanging them up in your room with wires or display them on a shelf. You can get the USS flag if you want, if you have enough money. I was just thinking, I'm never going to be able to complete those collections from the 80s ever again, but virtually... That's a possibility. And I know that's almost like a Roger Rabbit type thing where you're depending on big competing brands to play nice. But I think that would be amazing. I don't know 
the replayability or who all would be into it, but I myself would just get completely enveloped into that game. Okay, first off, there are so many copyright infringements that you just said that well, would have well, to Well, no, no, no. I'm talking like you would have to have competing brands. I'm talking like Hasbro and Mattel would have to be like, okay, we'll play nice. Go ahead and put all of our products that are under our umbrella that were from the 80s. Go ahead and put all that into your game. It was like Roger Rabbit, right? You had Warner Brothers and you had Disney kind of playing nice, like let's make this cool movie. If they could do that and make this cool toy game and at the same time incorporate like a Nintendo... Or, you know, you have a television in there where you can watch Turtles cartoons, G.I. Joe cartoons, He-Man, you name it. I think that'd be an amazing virtual reality game. A second, that would make me angry because the second I took off the VR headset and I didn't have carded LJNs, <laughs> I think I'd be a little pissed off, You're dude. Like, Damn it, I hate Jeff would go, Je- Yeah, Jeff would go, I want to go back. I want to <laughs> go back. back. <laughs> I want to get the USS flag for Scott. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it'd be cool because I'm never going to be able to go back and get a flag or like a whale. I'm I'm never going to be able to do any of that. Or like we were talking about the Castle Grayskull, go back and buy an old Castle Grayskull. And those things are so expensive now and you want to be a completist. But even when it comes to wrestling figures, imagine walking into a virtual Toys R Us and seeing the huge 8, 12 foot section, whatever it was of LJNs from floor to ceiling just stocked. And you can grab your black cards off of there. And how did that whole wall just not fall over with <laughs> all those heavy ass LJNs? How did that whole thing just not fall over? <laughs> collapse over? <laughs> well, again, no iPhones back in the day. Maybe it didn't. We just never heard about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's some guy in a wheelchair right now going, "Oh, they did fall over." Trust me. <laughs> yeah, he has horrible flashbacks of a row of Bundys just plummeting on top yeah. of him. <laughs> oh, the last thing I remember was seeing S.D. Jones' Hawaiian shirt going, oh, that's the blue one. And that, <laughs> <laughs> oh, Marty, well, I thank you for uh, bringing that to the show about regarding your buddy. I mean, I feel bad for him and, and his employees of what they had to go through and what they still go through because let's just admit it, G.I. Joe card collectors – we are real life Karens. Um, yeah. Well, we can be. Oh, for sure. We can be. Okay. Yeah. We can be. Yeah. Not all of us, but yeah, there's quite a few of us. I've seen G.I. Joe collectors rat out other G.I. Joe collectors that were standing in line and start cutting. And they're like, hey, this guy, yeah. this guy cut me. He's got to go back to the. Yeah. Uh, he he did say, which, which is, he goes like, he's like, tell your friends I'm sorry. And I wish we had everything they wanted. Like it would make our job easier too. It's just Hell like, yeah. It's just we just don't make money off of it. So we don't really have a bunch in there. And, you know, it's it's there's got to be a way like I'll watch these shows and I'll I'll hear these guys and they're talking. Oh, I, I wanted this and I had to, you know, it's and it's maybe it does all just go online. You know, maybe maybe there is just no more going to a toy store or going to a store to buy figures anymore. And I don't know if, if when Toys R Us opens, it'll be any different i mean i still see those uk stores and i'm just like how is this possible what is that one uk store uk um yeah smith's Smith's, yeah where it's just like i'll see like guys who are like i'm going to smith's today to get some figures and i'm like oh they have everything like that's that's the closest i think the closest like if i was if i was just you know a millionaire i'd send you guys on like a a UK Smith's tour where every day a, a driver brings you to a couple new Smith stores and you guys can just go crazy there. But like oh, that incredible. to me is the the closest thing I see to like, that's the old Toys R Us experience. Well, there's the Toys R Us in Canada and I've seen the stock there 
And it's exactly yeah. what I remember it being here. And I'm just so jealous. Like, ugh, hurry uh, up and come back, please. Well, they're supposed to be opening up new Toys R Us's and everything. What about KB? Has there been any talk about KB lately? Zero. That that really died down, right? It did. Yeah. W- when the original Toys R Us closed, it was almost like automatically the KB rumors started right up. That's right. I remember And that. they were like, yeah, we're going to be open by Christmas time because I think- That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And then 2017, there were no KBs in malls or anything. I mean, now's the time because where, where I'm at, there's so many places that went out of business. There's so many empty places. I was- I was heartbroken. I did drive by my old uh, my old Toys R Us back in uh, uh, Maryville, Indiana, where I grew up. I grew up in Sherville right next door. And I drove by our old uh, Toys R Us. And, um, God, what is it now? It was something now where I'm like, ah, oh, what a bummer. It was like, I don't know if it was like a value city or something. It was just like so not fun that it's not a Toys R Us anymore. I was hoping it would stay empty. Like, imagine... Your Toys R Us had just been empty. Nobody moved in yet. And then they're like, we're coming back. And they get the old one again. And you're just like, we're right back where we started. I love it. Yeah. Well, you know, that could happen. Actually, the Dublin Toys R Us out here by Jeff and I, the store is still there. Nobody has occupied it. Better yet, there are still shelving structures inside. And all of the Toys R Us signage is still up three years later. They could literally just move right back in. Yeah, just move right back in. Yep. I'll take it. Yeah, please. Well, before we get into the nostalgia segment, um, we do play. A g- <laughs> this has all been a nostalgia segment. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> before we get into more nostalgia segment. More nostalgia. Yeah. <laughs> we do play a game called Points of Articulation. And we thought we'd do this with you tonight, Marty. Points of Articulation yes. is, is basically you sc- will throw out a figure and then we score it from one to 10. Kind of like what Dave Portnoy does with the barstool pizza reviews. Absolutely. I'm glad we're not doing the eBay. I suck at the eBay. When I play along at home, I'm better at this than the eBay guessing. (laughs) (laughs) So what I thought I'd do is I put a list of figures for you and each figure kind of has a special meaning Mm -hmm. and, or has been brought up before on this show from three of us sitting down, just talking. So the first okay. for the first figure, I'm going to start off, and Marty, this will go to you. Mm-hmm. Alex Wright, old San Francisco toy makers. So I don't really have like a connection with that line. I would always look at them at Toys R Us, um, and I appreciate the fact that they were like mini LJNs. Um, cool figure had the couldn't take the jacket off, right. which it's interesting now where I'll hear people be like, you know. This toy is very toyetic and it's got all these accessories and it's not just a boring, you know, wrestling figure in his trunks and boots. But um, that would lose points for me uh, mm-hmm. back in the day because the jacket wouldn't come off. But totally now agree. I look at it and uh, that was in uh, Cabana's car for a gazillion years. So yep. that was his good luck. Uh, good luck. And I'd always look at it. When we were in there. So, um, but looking back now, it's a pretty cool figure. I, I, I definitely it's as it's aged, it's grown on me. Uh, what score would you give it? Out of ten, I would. We're going out of ten. Yeah, yeah. Out of ten, I'll give the. Uh, I'll give that Alex Wright figure a. Uh, I'll give it a six point five. Okay, Scott, what you got? Well, luckily, uh, the figure's good, but much to Marty's point, the jacket definitely made it lose points with me, and I think FTC finally did Alex Wright justice in action figure form. Oh yeah. So as great as that FTC is, 
I'm going to have to go right along with what Marty said about that Alex Wright. Because I've always said on this show, I hated when my figures had their entrance gear on. Nikolai's shirt always bugged me in the LJNs. Mm -hmm. I hated it. I hated that the Mountie had his entrance gear on and the Hasbros. It always bothered me. So with Alex Wright having his jacket on, I'm going to go 6.4. Okay, I'm gonna throw it at about six point eight. I thought the figure looked really good. I like the was it the bluish trunks he had on? Yeah, yeah, yep, the bluish yep, trunks blue he trunks. had on. Um, I agree with you guys about the jacket. The jacket was it kind of made it less fun to play with. Right. But as far as like looking at the figure, I thought it looked pretty cool. So I'll go six eight. I thought the head sculpt was good, but all of the other ones, or I should say, most of the other ones that came out in OSFTM, they didn't have entrance gear on. He was like one of the only ones that was wearing his entrance gear. And I was like, come on, guys. At least do one with no entrance gear so we can have a decent match with it, you know? Oh, now you got me thinking. I have to do the Rolodex of OSFTMs to see if there's any entrance entrance gears. That's how we do it on the show. I mean, like, Sergeant Craig Pittman would kind of wrestle in all his stuff, right? Exactly, yeah. He'd he'd wrestle in that, and Big Bubba Rogers would wear his stuff. But, yeah, like, the Nasty Boys didn't have their coats on or anything, which I could see... You know, especially like with the with the uh, with the nasty boys, like how there was the with the ruthless aggression where there one had the jacket and one didn't mm-hmm. like. Yes, I get it where they're like, well, you can't have two that are exactly the same because then you'd have guys like us who are just like, hey, you just made the same figure twice. So it's like, let's make it a little different. But to me, I'm like, well, now I'd have to buy two each. And then you have one, you know, pop one head off and swap it. So then you've got one pair of nasty boys with jackets and one without. So yep. you're, you're, you know. I can I can work with that if I can pop heads off, but like you said, Scott, if it's Nikolai, he's got that shirt on. Yes. So that's just the deal. Same thing with SD Jones, like Yes. But that in but there's these toy creators who are just like, it's gotta be fun, it's gotta be toyetic, it's gotta be cool. It can't just be a guy in truck. Like, if you're a toy creator and you don't like wrestling and you get stuck on a wrestling line, how boring would that be if you're just like okay, I'll make this Stone Cold figure. Like, maybe I'll go all out on his knee braces or something, but yeah. that's really all I can do. Yep. No, they're going to throw the vest on. They're going to throw, you know, like a belt on or something. Like, they're going to they're gonna overdo it. Yep, yep, exactly. But as a kid, I just want them in their wrestling gear. So Absolutely. Next figure, Smash Hasbro. Oh, 10. It's a 10. <laughs> Thank that's, you. That's one of the greatest figures of all time. That's a 10. Yep, it's in our Hall of Fame. Everything about that figure is perfect. It's how they nailed his face better than Jack's is like so funny. I don't even know. How would you say is the Mattel? Is that better? Is that smash figure face better than the Mattel face? I don't think um, so. Yeah, I don't think so. I think the has. Yeah. Are you, are you talking about the uh, Hasbro compared to the Mattel? Yeah. As far as the Mattel, the the head scans and the, the whatever. I mean, is that is, I think that smash is like perfect. It is. And I was the reason I threw that out there is because I knew how much you loved that figure. I was just curious how high yeah. you would go on that. It's a fantastic It's a ten. It's yeah. a it's a it's great a figure. It really is. They it's, and they how they were they were able to capture Smash in the four inch scale or whatever it is, four and a quarter, whatever it is, yeah. scale, it just blew me away. I mean, they did quite well with numerous guys, but that Smash and, one really takes the cake. One of the things that after after watching some of these, you know, I feel like over the pandemic, I just like educated myself so much on wrestling figure <laughs> on, on action figures, which is like, great. What can I do with that? I'll just talk to my friends about it, basically. But, you know, when you're when you're talking about, you know, reusing parts and stuff and saving money on that, like 
that arm with the with the with the uh, with the knee pad on the arm to cover the tattoo, like they didn't have to do that. That cost them extra money. You know, yeah. they could have just got an arm that they could have used on five other guys. But they were like somebody there was like, no, no, no. We have to do that armband because that's what he, he wears that. He wears that knee pad over that arm to cover that tattoo. So we got to do that on the figure. Plus, you got the helmet. I mean, mm-hmm. as a kid, getting an accessory was gigantic. Yes. Scott, what would you give the uh, Smash Hasbro? Well, I mean, it's in our Hall of Fame, so it's going to get high marks. And in fact, it's in the Hall of Fame as an underrated figure because a lot of people do overlook it because he was one half of a tag team. You can't do that. Uh, Marty has sung all the praises of Smash, deservedly so. It is better than the Mattel. It's the best Smash they've ever done or anybody's ever done. Uh, That one for me is a 9.9. Near perfect. I'll go nine yeah. one. Um, there's there's really nothing wrong with it. Like it should get a ten, but I'm usually a little bit of a stickler. I can't give something a ten like Portnoy does. I understand. I understand. <laughs> also, also playability. That figure yes. you could yes. Irish whip. You could whip guys off the ropes. You can do clotheslines. You can yep. do suplexes, press slams. You can do their finisher. Like playability is is for me another thing that's gigantic, and that is one of the perfect uh Hasbro poses. Last figure of the night, and this one is special to me, the Elegante Galoob. Scott, I'll have you go. That one is great because scale-wise, they nailed it. And they've got his arms in the air like he's doing a big scary bear pose. I love it. I think it's great. The outfit is great. The head sculpt, fantastic. Just based on the scale versus the other Galoobs in the line, I think Mm -hmm. they nailed it. That one, I love that El Gigante figure. And unfortunately, we never got to have that figure back in the early 90s. We didn't have access to it. So it's great that it is now part of the shared collection. Thank you, Marty. Yeah. Thank you, Marty. Oh, no problem. My pleasure. So that one for me, and again, because it came from Marty, holds very special meaning. That one for me is a 9.4. Marty, what do you think? Okay. So I, again, you know, only got that figure uh, recently. So I didn't have it as a kid either. It would have it would have been a pretty a uh, pretty big deal to have that figure back in the day. And Scott nailed it the 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 scale. I mean, we just weren't getting you know figures that were. I mean, how how much bigger was the Andre Hasbro than everybody else? Was it like significantly or just like a little bit bigger? Just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. The Elegante and that now this Elegante figure. It's one where I will say, like, okay, it's fine that that vest is on because it almost looks like he probably should have wore that when he wrestled anyway. Yes, you know? agree. It just seems <laughs> so much cooler than what he – just the black, you know, biker shorts or whatever he yep. wore. Um, I love that they got his giant knee pads. Um, the position, his his pose, I don't, I don't love it because of – I think of playability when I'm thinking of Galoobs because I played with Galoobs more than anything. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, he could do a lot of the big man stuff, but I feel like that's a figure I would have gotten in at first. I would have been in love with it, and he would have beaten everybody, and I would have made him my champion on night one. But <laughs> I think after a little while, he would have started dropping down the card a little bit because the pose, which is already, you know, he's already big enough, and the the hands there, he make, you know, when he's got his hands there, he he hovers above everyone else even more. He's like ten um, feet tall. <laughs> yeah, but as far as the hands, the 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 the, the pose of the figure. That's where I got to take some points away. So um, I'm going to I'm going to give that figure a uh, I'll give that a seven point. Uh, let's see how tall was he? Seven, seven. I'll give it a seven point seven. <laughs> well done. Well done. <laughs> I love it. I love uh, it. As, 
as I said, that figure is special to me um, because Marty just sent it over. He's like, hey, what's your address? And no problem. I'm like, hey, here it is. Next thing I know. I'll... You had mentioned it on the show that you just couldn't find it. Yeah. And I, when I'm when I'm having, uh, you know, I've, I've had a podcast about depression and stuff. It's no secret that I've, I've I battled depression. I'm not a, I'm a, I have no problem saying that. Right. But one of the things that I've learned is when I'm feeling a little down, one thing that picks me up is getting something for somebody else, doing something nice for somebody else. And when I know that, like, you know, it's going to have not just a good home, but like what the best home, like who else could I give this to that would appreciate it as much as you guys? I was like, done, because it just sits in my old uh, WCW collector's case that my buddy uh, got for me. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, I'm giving it a nine too because, as I said, that figure special uh, holds a special place in my heart. So, nine two for that, Marty. Actually, uh, I have a question for you. You brought up uh, the the depression. You actually had a podcast, Wrestling with yeah. Depression, which I've talked about. Was yeah. I thought was great. I used to listen. Thank you. Used to listen to all the time heading to work. Um, how was the pandemic? I've heard a lot of people say, and people that have had depression, talk about yeah. talk about how they were going into COVID depression or what they would call COVID fogs even. Yep. How did you get, how did you handle it? Um, it was, it was up and down. I definitely had some, some times where I was really depressed. I, I drank more. I never was a, uh, a booze in the house guy. Cause I'm usually doing shows every night. So I'm out. I don't have to buy my, you know, it's always out in the world. So I never really had booze at home. Mm-hmm. Um, that changed. I was, I mean, I had I had stocked up. I was, you know, having a, a couple white claws every day, mm-hmm. um, enjoying and, you know, smoking every day, enjoying <laughs> that. And uh, and I there was a, a huge amount of the pandemic where I was just, you know, kind of in a little bit of a fog. And um, so when it uh, started sort of coming to the end, and and uh, I was kind of like, oh, okay, I need to kind of like get some some healthy habits again. So. I think that, uh, you know, people, if, if you have friends listening who, you know, do suffer from mental illness, um, it's it's not just like, OK, well, now we're all good to go. Let's all go out in the world. Right. Um, there's there's people I know who have, who I've talked to about this where it's like, um, you know, they kind of they liked the pandemic in a sense of the, you know, I don't have to go out. I don't have to make up excuses. I can just stay at home all the time. And there's a lot of people who it's going to it's going to be tough to get them out, you know. So if you've got some friends and, you know, you invite them to a thing or two and they say, oh, I, I can't make it like don't give up on them. They're just you know, this is going to be a, an interesting transition time for people. Yeah, there was two different camps. It seemed like uh, there were the people that were like, OK, I, this pandemic is a nice little reset, whether they mm-hmm. were going on vacations all the time or work or whatever it mu- was. They were kind of hitting the reset button. And then there was the other camp where a lot of people just couldn't handle it. Like they were really in that COVID fog and they were having a rough time and going out for walks just wasn't doing it or Mm -hmm. uh, walking on their treadmill or it just wasn't cutting it for them. And they were really having a hard time with it. So I I was kind of curious how you really took to it. Yeah. I mean, I had, I had, you know, I have a, I have a great partner, so I was not alone and, you know, she's, uh, you know, the most positive person I've ever met. So that was always, you know, anytime I needed, uh, you know, a pick me up, she was always there for that. But, um, there's just some times where it just like, you know, I, I'd spent, uh, you know, days, days at a time just laying in bed and, and, 
you know, or just waking up and my, I look back now at my schedule and it was just like, yeah, what that, you know, you said kind of like in a, in a fog, that's, that's, that's it for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a new comedy, uh, improv place that just opened up here in Alameda, California. So, uh, let's try to get you booked out here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you got a place to stay, dude. Excellent. Jeff, I got one before we jump into the next segment. Can I throw one more into points of articulation? Uh, yeah, go for it. Okay. Marty, you'll love this one. All right. LJN, Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> That's the low-hanging How fruit right there, dude. How dare you? <laughs> you know, when we were talking about designers designing, you know, these lines or whatever, um... You know, I don't know who designed this figure, and I I don't know what how they justified this, uh, but, but man oh man, it is just like if I if I was ever in charge of a of a toy company and uh, I saw some guy's resume and I flipped through, oh LJN, oh man, what what'd you uh, what'd you design? <laughs> um, Ravishing Rick Rude. First of all, there's no way the guy would remember the name Ravishing Rick Rude. He'd go. You know, oh the 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 Randy Rude or something like that. Like you know, he doesn't remember the name. And I go, oh, I'm sorry, that was you who did that with his hands on his side. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Get out of my office and never show your face here again at Marty's Toy Company. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, can I go lower than zero point zero? Absolutely. I, I. It doesn't necessarily look like. You know, it's just like. Also, he he doesn't even look like cut like Rick Rude. He looks bloated. You right. know what I mean? Yep. Uh, he looks like he's got like Iron Sheik bloated abs. He doesn't even have <laughs> like he's. I mean, like Rick Rude was so cut, and it's like you know, every once in a while you'll see somebody like I'll I'll look up old like Galoob figures, and there was that. I, I'm so sorry, I can't remember who it is, but there's the customizer who did Vader and Ravishing Rick Rude and Nikita Koloff, and yes. they're just like perfect they're perfect amazing yeah and i would love i would love somebody with that level of skill to redo the ravishing rick rude and i'm sure people have taken cracks at it and you know i've seen people i think like use like a brutus beefcake body as the base or something but like Mm -hmm. because that guy also did a a wcw era rick rude that's like the one of the coolest figures i've ever seen in my entire life it's incredible and that is just like another cool thing that i've seen and and um there's a a toy channel called retro blasting that I like. Mm-hmm. And he always says, he's like, the fans are making the best stuff now. And whether it's with, you know, as, as um you know, these, these uh printer 3d printers get better and, and easier and more accessible. Like, Oh my God, to think one day that I can like download something and print out like that ravishing Rick rude and like, you know, paint it myself or something is just like, that's exciting to me. Yeah. 0.0. Sorry, Scott. 0.0. <laughs> that was a very long-winded answer. 0.0. Scott, you wow. Scott, you went for the low-hanging fruit right there, dude. I really did. You know, any chance that we have to swing a bat at that Rick Rude figure, I think we should take it. It's already in the Hall of Shame, but you know, why not? Beat a dead horse. The one thing that I love about your, I mean, I love your podcast, but the one thing that I love about it is like, I wasn't wrong back in the day. That figure <laughs> did suck. Yeah. Like, I, I, I want to go back in time to like young me who ordered out of the back of Pro Wrestling Illustrated. Yep. And I don't know why I ordered it. Like, I there was there was other figures I could have ordered instead of that, but I was like, I love Rick Root. I got to yes. get that figure. And I, I like would stare, and I don't know what I don't know what I thought. Like, I wish I knew what I thought ordering it, but I would love to just like back to the future and just be like when i was disappointed you know because you get it and you're like oh here it is and you even open it and you're like cool and then you're like 
how does this guy wrestle? And then <laughs> I just wish I could tell myself, like, you're not wrong. This figure sucks. It's horrible. Like, I should have bought Haku. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it looked like an 80s porn star or drunk porn star wearing tights. That's all That's yes. all I could say. Yeah. yeah. He just looked like a jobber you would have saw on, like, WCW Saturday Night or Wrestling Superstars. <laughs> and yes. I think I think I just like yeah I just beat the shit out of him. He was just like a jobber. I don't even I don't even think I called him Rick Rude. I just beat the <laughs> shit out of him. <laughs> he was Randy Rude. Yeah, Randy Rude. Oh <laughs> uh, well, thank you for throwing that in, Scott. I didn't actually. I, I knew Marty would go high on the smash, but I didn't know how low he would go on the Rick Rude. So listen, I'm all about the highs of the high. We saw the highs of the highs and the lows of the lows. <laughs> <laughs> We just tackled it in points of articulation. We are going to jump over to the nostalgia segment. But before we do, we just got to head on over to Wrestling Figure Database, where you can look up all the figures that we're going to be talking about tonight. And tonight, we're going to kind of go a little bit off course. We've been tackling the WWE elites, but we're going to change it up tonight for our special guest, Marty DeRosa. One of Marty's favorite lines, if not his favorite line of all time, is Galoobs. And Scott and I thought, hey... Why don't we kind of go back in time to Galoob Series 1? So, Marty, if you wouldn't mind, we're going to have you go down that list. I am honored. I feel like I was uh, made for this. This is this is what it's uh, this is what I'm all about. This is exciting <laughs> for me. <laughs> Take it away. Okay. Basically, you know, I don't know what year this came what what year did these come out? Uh these were 90. 90. I remember watching uh the NWA Power Hour. Uh, I think I had either recorded it the night before or it was a replay that was on at about 8 a.m. on TBS. And uh, I remember they were going to commercial break and they showed Sting and Lex Luger. And I had had this recorded. Uh, I would record every wrestling show. So I had it recorded. And I remember just being so excited to know that I can go back and go, what were those? And I rewound and I just stared at it forever. (laughs) And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be amazing. And then later on, I remember they had some kids in the crowd that were holding them up. And again, I paused it and it was like a clash of the champs. And I'm like, oh, my God, what are those? And then (laughs) they hit Toys R Us. I can like I think I can almost tell you like what figures I got in what order. Um, The, uh, you know, 12 figures like I remember, though, I felt like the box was amazing. You flipped it over. The pictures were amazing. Um, I was just like so excited. I had to have these figures. Mm-hmm. They instantly came into my WWF fed and just just destroyed everybody. Like this is not how Vince would have booked this invasion. I just went <laughs> completely, you know, WCW crazy. Um, first two figures I got, I got Sting and I got Ric Flair first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I I got uh, Luger, and then I remember getting the Steiner brothers together. I got Arn Anderson and Tom Zink at the same time. And so my hard ones to find were Doom, Pillman, Wyndham, and Barry. Um, my friend's mom found Pillman uh, at some store. So that was exciting. And then I remember um, I remember finding uh, Doom at a store. So all I needed was Sid Vicious and Barry Wyndham. And this is like, I think I might have even told the story on the podcast before, but I would call, you know, the Toys R Us all the time. Uh, I would call my main, my Maryville Toys R Us all the time. Mm-hmm. And I would call on it, you know, Sid Vicious, Barry Windham. No, we don't have them. We don't have them. And finally, uh, it was a Friday night and I had called. I was just like watching, you know, 
some TGIF on ABC. <laughs> and I thought, let me give. It was a commercial, you know, Boy Meets World commercial break or something. <laughs> and I was like, let me give Toys R Us a call. And I remember I called Toys R Us and they were like, they must have been slow. Because, again, it was probably like, you know, 8 o'clock at, on a Friday night. And they're getting ready to close in a little bit. And the guy's just like, what are you looking for? And I was like, Sid Vicious and Barry Windham. And the best was when you got someone on the phone who you knew they were a wrestling fan. And they were just like, okay, let me check. And I'm like, do you need me to? Re-? He goes, no, no, I know. Sid Vicious, Barry Windham. And I was like, oh. He knows who they are. This is exciting. I was going to be like, one guy's wearing a black singlet. That looks like a tank top and shorts at the same time. And one guy's a cowboy. And he just goes, I'll be right back. And he comes back and he goes, yeah, we've got one each. And I go, oh, can you please hold that for me? And I'll be there first thing in the morning. And he goes, we can't hold stuff overnight. So I was like, okay, hold on a second. And my mom was doing her Friday night ritual of, you know, she's got her nightgown on. She's ready to watch 2020. Uh, she's on the couch. <laughs> And I just burst in the room and I'm like, they've got Sid Vicious and Barry Windham at Toys R Us. We've got to go. They won't hold them for me and they'll be gone tomorrow. And she's like, we're not going now. It's too late. And I'm like, we've got to go, please. Like, this is like, this is, I have to have these guys. Like, this is, these are the ones we've been looking for, you know? And she's just like, all right, I'll take you, but I'm waiting in the car and you got to go in. And I'm just like, yes, yes, yes. And I'm probably, it was like, you need to like, you know, do your chores and make your bed and study. Yes, yes, yes. I'll do everything. (laughs) So we went there. And I mean, she couldn't have driven fast enough for me. I was probably just like, can we go a little faster or anything, you know? (laughs) Pounding the dashboard, go, go. Oh, I'm just like, God, let me drive. Even though I was probably like way too young to even think about driving. Um, We get there and just like everybody listening, I remember that, you know, kind of slow walk run into Toys R Us down the aisle and everything. And I went right to the service desk and I was like, I was told that uh, they were holding and they were just like the wrestling guys. And I'm like, Yes, and I remember them getting them. They were like on a on a in like a shelf like a shelf that had like a bunch of things. And there was like a D for DeRosa, and they grabbed it and they started bringing him over. And I was just like, "Oh my god, there they are!" And I can like <laughs> still remember just that feeling of like because I hadn't seen him in a store. It wasn't like I wanted to buy him but couldn't afford it at the time, or like I could only get two or three. And I just saw them both, and I paid for them, and I just like couldn't believe that like the journey was over and. It was like so exciting to get them home and because they're two of my favorites in the line as well. Like it was so cool that I had to wait for like my favorite two or two of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And um, that's just one of those memories like, you know, my mom, my mom passed away when I was younger. But that was like one of the memories of her that I'm. it's just like the great it's like the greatest memory of, of, of all time with her. And it had to do with like wrestling figures, which is like so wild. Yeah, oh, that's, that's the crazy perfect. part is is wrestling figures just bring back these happy memories, you know, and like somebody said it best. Nostalgia is one of the greatest drugs in the world. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And, and I mean, they use, they use it to get our money a lot of times, but <laughs> I mean, but in the, in the proper, in the proper hands, nostalgia, you know, that's like the, the toys that made us. That's why that's such a great, you know, series. Yep. It's Absolutely. just like, you know, when you nail nostalgia, right. It's just, and, and, and those stories of just like, you know, it's just we all remember when we were kids, like just those perfect days of like I went to the store and I didn't even know there was going to be a whole new series of Hasbro's. And all of a sudden I'm like, wait, what are what what are these? And you're just like <laughs> you feel that panic because you can't buy them all at the same time. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like and I mean, now now I wonder it's like 
I mean, I'm sure you guys, if you if you were in a position, and I mean, your story where your dad's just like, well, we're going to get them all anyway. We might as well just buy them all now. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, like with the Hasbros, it's like, what a what a story. And, you know, you guys tell that story on here, and it's just like we all have those stories of, like, times where it was like the the figure gods were looking down on us and, you know, somebody made it happen for us, and it's just like we carry those stories with us. Yep. I still remember when Scott brought home the Galoobs. I was actually watching WCW, and yeah. Scott and Scott and Mom always went out and shopped a lot. They would always head out to the mall called Stone Ridge. It's about 20 miles or east of us. Anyways, Scott comes home. I'm actually playing with the Hasbros watching WCW. Scott is like a gazelle up the stairs. <laughs> Dude, you're not going to believe this. He he comes around yeah. the corner. I turn to my left. I'm sitting on the floor playing with the Hasbros, looking up at the TV. And all of a sudden, I look to my left. And Scott has this huge KB Toys bag. He's like, mm. WCW Galoobs. And he comes into the room, and he kind of like tosses them at me. He's all, take this jerk, yeah. you know? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I got, you know, we're like celebrating. And it, it, like you said, it's one of those happy memories of sure. Scott coming home and he has those two big bags and just chucks them at me. And him and I are sitting there just ripping them open and admiring them. Little mini LJNs, basically. We were, oh, yep. we were on cloud nine yeah. with those things. Yeah. And it was just like, I mean, yeah, these these figures were just like such a huge part of my childhood. And I remember, you know, I'd get a new figure. Like I remember getting that Sting figure and I would just like put him in my pocket and bring him to school. And throughout the day, I would just pull him out and just kind of be like, wow. Or like, I asked to use the bathroom and I would just like be sitting in the bathroom, just like in a stall, be like, I just sat down to just pull the Sting figure out. To look at <laughs> I just was like, I was just like, from the second I saw it on the power hour, I'm like, I have to have that. And. You know, it's funny. It's the same way now where it's like I saw like on Twitter, someone showed a photo of that Vader figure and I'm just like, I have to have that. You know, like there's just (laughs) certain figures where I'm just like, I have to have that. So there have been a lot of Sting figures, Marty. Is that up there with your favorite of all time in terms of all of the Sting figures that have been released? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, It's my it's my number one. It's I mean, it's just like he's ripped to shreds. He looks cool. I would have I mean, like. I mean, like I will take because I love the 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 even the the reap paint with the yellow boots and the black. Yes. Uh-huh. Um, I would have loved, and I've painted so many different ones. Like I can't. I mean, I can't do the scorpion. I'm not that good, but I I've painted multiple versions, and like I would have just loved some of the most obnoxious neon colors on this guy. Like that blue is good, but like, I mean, he's got the pink and black face paint, so it's like I would have loved the double pink because i always loved when stink was monochromatic when he wore all one color i just was such a sucker for that i loved it so much so if i could have gotten an all hot pink sting or like you know the all and all like white sting i would have just went crazy or like a neon green oh neon green with the black boots is a great yes. one too yes um yeah just it, it's it the only strike against this perfect figure is the gear could have been a little more outrageous, a little more loud. Do you think they did that because they were really trying to market this as a boy's toy? And they're like, well, if we go too yeah. fluorescent, like exactly. it's going to be yeah. frowned upon. Little did they know, like all of us sting marks would have gone ape for it. But like, yeah, it, it could have been a little louder. I totally agree with you. 
you know how we found those reference photos that we had talked about? Was Sting wearing? Is this what he was wearing? Something like this in that in those photos? Because I don't remember what Sting was wearing in those photos. I remember so many other people, but I don't remember Sting. I oh, remember I the Stein. I remember the Steiners, and I remember Doom. Those are the only four that are coming yeah. in my head. And the obvious. Well, there's the four. There's the, the famous horseman. horseman photo. Yeah. Oh, there's the yes, photo yes. of all the horsemen. Thank you. I forgot um, about that. The only ones I've never seen photos of, or I don't remember with like Luger. Like that's the thing too with Luger. It's like. And I know, like, I would team them up a lot, so they're both wearing blue, so that's kind of cool. But like, Luger in like a lime green, like a neon green, and Sting in like you know a a, a hot pink or you know a red or the you know I just yeah they're just the I'll 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 I'm fine with Luger in the blue, but Sting. The more I keep looking at him, I'm like, why didn't you get like a little wilder color? Yeah, even Luger too, because Luger was wearing those fluorescent colors for a while in the '90s as well. Yeah, late '80s, early '90s, Absolutely. he was wearing like yeah, like bright Luger, orange, like in that. Yeah, he'd wear like gold or the bright orange or the red or whatever, and it's like I just I would have really like that blues. I can live with the blue on Luger, but. I mean, in a perfect world, I would have went a little wild with Sting, and I would have yeah. gotten a little a little crazy with uh, the Steiners singlets, and you know, of course, Doom. I would have had them in their original gear. Thank you. Does totally that even agree. need to be said? Oh, those <laughs> sneakers! Oh my gosh, sweatpants and sneakers. You know, I was just watching the news, and unfortunately, somebody they got their uh, they got the wrong leg amputated. And I was thinking, like, oh, my God, like, what do you even say? And I was thinking of, like, the that there would have been, like, somebody who's, like, can someone tell me why Doom's in sweatpants and tennis shoes? And it's like, oh, no, we made a terrible mistake. <laughs> Not to equate getting the wrong leg cut off with, with accidentally putting Doom in, you know, street clothes. But that's just one of those things where I'm, like, even as a kid, I'm, like, did nobody talk to anybody here and figure this yeah. out? Oh my did, gosh, that was Did the they worst. even know what they had here? Put masks? Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think so. I don't think they knew who these people were. I don't think these were wrestling fans who made these figures because uh they, you know, they just wouldn't have done that. There's just there's and, and that's why I love this line too because of the imperfections. Mm-hmm. Like when has Tom Zink ever wrestled without knee pads? Never. Right. Um, right. And 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 you know, the Barry Windham, they made knee pads they're just around his boots because that's what he that's what he did in the photo and it's like there's some things they get that are so awesome like the barry figure is one of my barry's one of my absolute favorite figures Mm -hmm. um but it's like you get the knee pad thing but then you get these boots that are have such great articulation that like no boots from hasbro are this articulated and then you turn them around and he's got this ponytail but it gets lighter as the ponytail goes down because his hair is like wet, you know, you knew they took this photo when his hair was wet. So it's like all this super cool attention to detail, but then you have like, Oh yeah, we just thought those, that's what those guys wore with doom or whatever, you know? And it's like, or like flair and flair and arms positions. I'm not, I don't love their, their, uh, art, you know, their, their poses or Luger either, but Luger, I can work with as a, as a kid doing wrestling, doing five-star wrestling matches, but you know, <laughs> the bad thing about Luger was, is his arms were down at his side. Well, at least the very first one was. So it was cool to do a clothesline. Cause you were kind of doing that Bret Hart style clothesline where Bret. Yeah. But Luger never really did. He that never did that. That was the you tough know, part. I'm just yep. doing all backdrop shoulder tackles, um, yep. you can do suplex, you know, you can do the superplex, uh, the torture rack kind of, it's just, but it's like, you know, you're really just, they're just 
balancing on his shoulders or whatever. So yeah. correct. That was a thing too, where it was like I was so excited because, and I remember talking to my friend about it, and he was like, "I like the Hasbro's better," and I was like, "I like the glue better." And he goes, "Why do you like them better? They don't move." And I'm like, "Well, first of all, my first, you know, main figures were. I mean, I, I had the Remcos, but I only had a couple. But like the LJNs were my big." You know, that was my big fed growing up. So those were I was used to no articulation. And then I just felt like the WCW figures were just like more lifelike, more real, whereas the Hasbros are a little more cartoonish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I just felt they were and they were a little bit taller, too. So that was a, that was a big deal, too. So that's why they just like whooped. Oh, man, they whooped so many of those Hasbro guys. <laughs> they just didn't stand a chance. So what I did is I went in and I pulled the eBay listings and I'll just run this down real quick. These are all, I won't say mint on card, but they were on card, still sealed on the bottle. Arn Anderson, oh, by the way, all these sold in the month of May. Arn Anderson sold on the 16th for 80 bucks. That's carded Arn Anderson? Carded Arn Anderson. Okay. Barry Windham on the 11th sold for 65 bucks. That's wild. See, to me, Barry's just such a so much. You know what I mean? Like, because I had to wait so long to get him. Like, I'm just like, no, that's not right. Barry should be more than Arn. Well, that's, <laughs> that's just that's just my clouded brain. <laughs> but that's what that's the way I feel. Is like, I agree with you 100. Yeah. percent That Barry is just perfect. The is it because Arn's more like popular now? Uh, probably more people getting them signed. I guess I, I don't know. Oh yeah. But uh, but I agree with you about the Barry. The way the arm was, anyway, I mean, it was the Greg Valentine pose, I guess you could say. And it's one of the-, the which we've talked about is the yep. perfect pose. Yep, it's the perfect pose. I mean, if you have a figure that has no articulation, it's got to look like it's got to look like Barry or Scott Steiner or Tom Zink in this collection. Or yep. I like uh, I like I like Butch Reed too. Butch Reed's got some good articulation, but I yes, um, and I like Sting. Sting for for Sting, that's a great pose because. I would. I remember thinking how cool it is that he could do that bulldog that he does, where he just grabs him by the hair. Yep. But like, how are you going to do the scorpion with Sting with his arms up? You know, you got to just kind of just you go with the gorilla floor. press all day, all all day long, all day long. <laughs> Brian Pillman on the twenty fourth, so just recently, sold for hundred and twenty nine ninety nine. Wow. Speaking of Butch Reed, he also sold for one twenty nine on the eleventh. Jeez. Lex Luger sold for one eighty three fifty nine. Oh, what? R- yeah, Ric Flair sold for forty two bucks on the twenty sixth. <laughs> okay, <laughs> it's the pose. That's what did it. <laughs> Scott Steiner on the fifteenth sold for seventy five bucks. Rick Steiner on the seventeenth sold for forty four ninety nine. Now this one I cannot explain. But on May 9th, Ron Simmons sold for $208.75. Whoa. Okay. What's going on there? Do you have any idea why? That one I can't explain. There was no rare card. It was just a regular mint on card, Ron Simmons. Maybe the card was a little bit more pristine than others, which doesn't make it worth $100 more, but... Yeah. Or a few guys decided at the exact same time that they needed to have that Ron Simmons in their collection and they were just going back and forth on bids. That is wild. Have you ever, have either of you ever made a bid and you're like, oh God, I hope somebody outbids me. Like, yes. I I, yeah. I got caught up in a, mo- yeah, I've had that before where I'm like, 
I'm like, what am I doing? I can't remember what it was, but I'm like, what am I doing? And I was just like, oh, God, I hope somebody outbids me in the morning. And I just woke up and they're like, you're not in the lead anymore. And I was like, oh, thank God. I actually did that with some G.I. Joe stuff last summer. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm totally of the classifieds or old stuff. The old. Well, it was like the uh, the 07, like the 25th anniversary series. Yeah, there were a few G.I. Joes and I'd see him and I was like driven by nostalgia and then i throw a bid down yeah. and i'm like oh damn it i shouldn't have done that and then you like like you marty wake up in the morning like come on out bid notice <laughs> <laughs> i know it's like such a funny moment of like oh, i'm in the lead wait why did i do that i don't need this <laughs> i don't need this wife's gonna kill me <laughs> uh sid may 21st sold for 89.99 sting on may 11th sold for 179 and Tom Zink on the 18th sold for $49.99. So those were the most recent eBay listings. Okay. So not bad if you want to go back and collect some of them mint on cards. Some of the prices aren't bad. I noticed a lot of the loose ones as well were really, really well priced. So I put my I, I had bought and sold and I had talked this before, like I had bought and sold this collection multiple times. Uh-huh. And um it was easy. It's not, you know, I mean it was it was a couple years ago, but it was pretty easy to put together. Yeah, and it's and it's fairly cheap, especially with uh, the COVID prices that are going on right now. This the second round. Of- they said on on one of the podcasts that like action figure sales is up like a hundred percent after you know throughout COVID. Uh, Mattel, I got I I got to go back to my old uh, notes, but Mattel said that they were up a hundred and something percent of. Yeah, it's and, crazy, and it was led by. What were the first two lines? I th- it was WWE was on that, and I can't remember what the other two mm-hmm. toy lines were. But yeah, the toy sales are through the roof. I mean, do you think? Do you think with COVID, you know, I, you know, I don't, I don't say being over, but coming to hopefully, you know, an end or a reasonable end is like. Do you think that a lot of this was just people home bored, you know, yes. buying stuff, getting wrapped up, getting caught yep. up in things? Yeah, hundred percent. A lot of people were just sitting at home, you know. I uh, can't go anywhere. I've already gone for my yeah. my two walks today, and now I'm sitting on my couch. I'm going to just go back to these Hasbros that I love. My theory, Sarah, Sarah and I were watching one video, and this guy was just being just kind of like a little, just a little, little, little shitty for my taste. And <laughs> I, I said to her, I go, you know what? If you were like this when you were a kid, you're going to be like this as an adult. Like, you never, you know, everybody knows that kid who had all the toys and who was just kind of like, don't touch that or, you know, just kind of like a little, little, little wormy. And you were like, God, you don't deserve these figures, man. You're just, ah. <laughs> and now those are like grownups who are just like, Oh, the GA Joe's will be mine and no one else will get that. Like, that's, that's, the, that's that grown up version of that kid. They're the ones that are going up to the target employees. They're the ones buying it. Yeah. A whole case of major. I'll take this whole case of major bloods. It's like you animal. <laughs> Savage. <laughs> I'm going to buy up all the Vaders and no one will have them. <laughs> yes. Well, you you have good, you know, you have good reasoning for that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you want more. I get it. Oh, God, that's such a great figure. And you know what the bad thing is, is I'll never be able to get it signed. But it's such a beautiful, beautiful figure. Yeah, it's it, it's just one of those where it's like. You know, you you you'll you see the like, oh, here's the 800th John Cena or whatever, and you're like, I get it. But mm-hmm. then there's a figure like that, and you're like, that's somebody who that's somebody who loves wrestling, who saw 
you know, Vader debut against Tom Zink at the Great American Bash, and they were just like, it that that figure has to be made. Yep. yep. It has to be made. And it's it's just awesome. Yeah. Marty, did you end up keeping yours? I still have it, but I have a buddy who I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to. Oh, okay, I'm gotcha. keeping the uh I'm keeping the um the the ma- the the helmet um cuz I have like an old uh uh Vader that I made through a bunch of different parts, mishmash of parts that I it's like my favorite Vader that I made. So, I'm going to keep that, but I'm going to put the old school Vader together and give him the other the other head as well. Nice. I'm really happy that 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 uh Mattel is finally doing the the multiple heads cuz I'd see that with other figures and I'm like why aren't they doing this? Like, it's so cool to get multiple heads. Yeah. yeah, it totally is. Like that warrior, the Royal Rumble Elite, how you've got warrior and then you've got battle damaged warrior. I thought that that was awesome. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. Um, do you, ha- do you feel, I was listening to one of the shows and a guy, um, he was, he's just an ultimate warrior guy. He just buys ultimate warriors. And he was, he, he doesn't love the main head that they use. He said like, there was an old head they used that he loved. And he's like, they keep using the same head. That's just kind of like, so, so do you, like they they have got like all these new warriors coming out all the time. Like, are you happy with the head? Uh, yeah, I don't mind it at all. I think the WrestleMania 12 warrior that was put out was great. I really like the Royal mm-hmm. Rumble Elite. Um, but you know, I think the best basic of all time that Mattel has done is that Ultimate Warrior in Basic '98. They captured it's so cool. Yeah, oh, it, it, he's perfect. perfect. Yeah, the the scream yeah. on his face. They just. Man, it was like they pulled him out of the television and just made him into an action figure right there. It was just I think he mentioned I think he said that's the best head and he wished they used it more. Yeah, totally. And you could just throw any warrior I, face paint yeah. on it and it's perfect. I but it's like when you do have those figures like Warrior, yeah, you've one that's got like you say I like that like the battle damage, you know, where the, the the makeup is you know, it's I just think it's so cool to just give those extra features like but again, we're adult collectors, so there might be a little kid who like that's just going to get lost, you know, an extra head or <laughs> yep. or something yeah. like that. Or or I wonder too with like those AEW figures, like how many I watched like an unboxing video and like the tort, you know, he, the kid was like pulling it out and he like pulled it in half and he was like, oh my god, I broke it. And he's like, oh, I guess it snaps back in. Like how many people are like, I just broke this and I just bought it and then didn't realize it could just pop back together. Yeah, just throw it in the garbage. Damn it, it broke. <laughs> I hope those like hold up during matches. Have you have you heard anything where, you know, people are like, my kids are trying to have a match with these AEW figures and they keep snapping in half. Never no, heard I it haven't once. heard anything. Nope. Good. That's yeah, cool. those unlike the BCAs, those uh, stay on. Oh, that was a that was a nightmare breaking a BCA. It was like, God, why? Or like, you know, like twisting the head a little bit, and I'm like, I should stop. What am I doing? What am I doing? And I would turn a little more, and it's like. You just snap the head off. <laughs> Scott tells the story of uh, Razor's ass falling off. Yeah, his arm and his ass all oh, broke at the same I mean, time. Those that first generation of bone crunchers, like their legs were just like not meant for this for this earth. They were just no. gonna break. It's <laughs> <laughs> garbage. Oh my gosh. That's a great way of putting it as well, is they weren't made for this earth. So. <laughs> no, not for my matches, not for my style. <laughs> Marty, we're just going to round out the show right here. Marty, why don't you get your plugs out of the way? Uh, again, Marty and Sarah love wrestling every Friday, wherever you get your podcasts, and uh, at Marty DeRosa on uh, Twitter. And also, uh, do you have updated uh, shows coming up or anything? Or I'm I'm uh, making my, my stand-up comeback starting June 10th. I'll be at uh, Zany's in Chicago, and uh, I'll we'll see how if I still remember how to do this, and then I'll start plugging stuff and hopefully hit the road. 
And uh, yeah, you can find me lurking on eBay late at night buying old uh, Ruthless Aggression or Deluxe <laughs> Aggression figures. <laughs> I just had a buddy, one of my buddies from the UK, he, he always sends me stuff. And uh, and he was like, he, he showed me that because uh, I had said on our podcast, I'm like, hey, if you got any of those uh, New Japan guys heads laying around, let me know. I'll take them. But they're way too small for the, you know, to pop on like a deluxe aggression body. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, well, what are you looking for? And I was like, I'm real weird. Like, I like the smaller arms on my figures. I think the the muscles are too big on those deluxe aggressions. So I like changed the the things or whatever. And I had him like looking through his old stuff to get me like the tiny arms that I like that. It was like the arms of like a ruthless aggression like Jericho or Benoit or whatever. And I'm just like, what a weird world that like. I'm an adult now and I've got a guy in the UK like digging through his old bins grabbing like little arms for me. I'm like, man, the internet's wild. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so if you have any little ruthless aggression arms, let me know. I'm on Twitter. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta work uh you gotta work wrestling figures into your act somehow. You know, I I there is one there's only one story and I'm just like, I don't know if I could do this, but I remember uh when I was in college I would there would just be days where I'd be like, you know what? We're just going to go on some figure hunts. We're not going to go to class today. And Mm -hmm. uh, that's why I did unspectacular in college. But I remember (laughs) that I was I was always a rip them open right away. I remember my favorite thing is just I get my figure. And then by the time I walked out, because this is like back when there were no accessories with like ruthless aggression figures or or, um, deluxe aggressions. And I remember just like ripping them open while the, I was so good. I could rip it open while they were still in the bag. I'd pull the, you know, the thing off and I'd have, the, I'd pull the figure out and I would just throw everything away and just put it in my pocket. And I, that's just what I did. I just didn't, I had no reason to keep any of that stuff. Just one less thing to throw away when I got in my car and I would just throw it in my like backpack or whatever. And, um, I remember I got the, um, uh, what were those guys? The Gemini, the two, the two, uh, uh, wrestlers that Simon Simon Dean managed, and um, oh yeah, I remember I got I got the two pack of those, and they're in my car, and I'm driving around, and I'm at like a stoplight, and I'm looking at him, and I'm holding him in my hand, and then I look to to my right, and there was uh like an SUV next to me that was up you know higher than my car a little bit, and there was some there was a lady looking, and she looked like she looked at me like I had like ran her kid over and i was like what why what are you looking at and i looked down and it looked it looked like i had my penis out and i was holding it but it was it was it was this gemini twin figure (laughs) and i just i just held it up like oh no this is a toy and then they just drove off good thing it wasn't the dicks that you had just bought Well, yeah, that would have been uh, that would have been. I think they were the dicks in uh, yes. in um, in in TNA. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> unbelievable. Yeah, that was one of those moments of like, how would I explain this to a cop? You know what I mean? <laughs> it, that's awesome. It wasn't my penis. It was a toy. <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> well done, Scott. Bringing up the dicks, dude. Forgot all about that. <laughs> That's one figure I think it's safe to say no one will ever make. No company is <laughs> no. ever going to make the dicks from TNA. <laughs> <laughs> don't think that one. I don't think those dicks will be touched, dude. Anyways. We'll see the ding dongs before those. <laughs> oh, for sure. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing I would make if I was making my uh, my my 
my toy my figures i would have some just just the best jobbers you know just some of the best jobbers around absolutely don't forget the kongs don't forget them although they weren't really jobbers at first at first no yeah well because they were managed by harley and everything so that was what i loved about old wcw is guys would show up get like a little push and you're just like okay and then next thing you know like it would be like a tag team like the kongs and then, like, three weeks later, it's like one of the Kongs and the Gambler just got destroyed by the Steiners. And like, well, I guess that's over. Yeah. <laughs> one half of the tag team bounces and they just get jobbed out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You've heard our podcast buddies before. And, of course, Marty and Sarah love wrestling and Breaker and Bay and everybody. You guys can always go back and listen to those. Marty, again, thank you for coming on, man. This was a blast. You know... It's my pleasure. Yeah. It's always fun having you on. It's a yearly tradition, I think. I think we can just basically call it a yearly tradition now, and we always look forward to it. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Scott, good luck with G.I. Joe. I think it's going to just continue to drive you crazy. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, 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 don't, I don't see any hope in sight. Uh, nope. Uh, I do. I just, yeah, if, if there's anyone out there, I hope you get the figures you're looking for. Um. I like too that I watch a lot of these shows and it's it's like what you guys talk about where it's like, you know, the the figure community and, and you have your buddies and it's like, hey, there's two of this here. I'll grab you one and then you grab me that Darby. And that's that's how it's happened because I had a friend and they were like, you know, I need to uh, my we can't find a Riho for my daughter. And my buddy's like, there's Riho's like here like crazy. I'm like, all right, we got to send that over there. And, you know, <laughs> it's just it's the gift of, of wrestling figures, man. It's just like, it's so cool. If you can find one that someone's looking for, it's like, what cooler thing can you do than buy that figure for somebody? So if you're doing that, keep it up. It's a great feeling. Um, I, I mentioned this last week. I found like six black Rangers of the power Ranger series. Mm -hmm. And for shits and giggles, I picked up two, sorry, I picked up three and I, I had them sold the next day. Somebody was like, hey, mm -hmm. and, you know, of course, I was like, yeah, you know, I just bought them for shits and giggles, you know, <laughs> sent them off. And it was a great feeling. All of a sudden, a couple other people were like, hey, do you have any more at your target? And I'm like, yeah, we had a couple more. They're like, would you be able to go back and pick them up? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> I ran down there super quick. They were still on the pegs and picked them up. And like, I didn't know one of the guys. And like you said, it's a great feeling of being able to help out your friends and even people you don't even know that are mm -hmm. PayPaling you the money and they're like, thank you so much. You know, it's a great feeling. Yeah, it's cool. And then, um, you know, just to uh, to get that surprise figure sometimes of just like, you know, somebody will listen to the podcast and they'll be like, hey, I heard you say you never, you know, you were bummed because you never had this. Well, I have, I've had this and I found it and send it to you or whatever. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's just a thing. And, and, you know, you guys know as good as anybody. It's just like, Sometimes it's just like the a little act of kindness goes like such a long way. Absolutely a real, does. A real long way. So Scott, do you have anything else? Just want to say stay safe, stay healthy. We're all fig life since 2016 and happy toy hunting. I want to thank Marty for being on as always. And I want to wish everybody a safe Memorial Day. Hashtag fig life. Adios. Let's go! 
Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.